Good evening, everyone. My name is Richard Leary. For those who don't know me, I am the pastor of Lighthouse Church of Coppers Cove, and I want to thank all of you for joining us tonight in Bible study. I also want to thank uh, the members for being understanding as we go through this crisis within our nation and as we practice our social distancing. Uh, just be assured that the Lord is with us and that the Lord shall keep us and he shall continue to cover us, showing his mercy. Uh, I want to read out of the book of Psalms tonight before we get started in our Bible study, uh, just to give us a blessed assurance and a comfort to our soul. In Psalms 91, uh, it reads, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt, be, thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thee, come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in, thy, in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. We want to thank the Lord for the reading of his word. And again, uh, we want to assure you that even though we have uh, canceled our assemblies for the present time, uh, that we are still going to remain together in the unity of the spirit and continue to serve the Lord with all of our heart with all of our mind, with all of our soul, and with all of our strength. So let's continue to talk about what we have been talking about. And I believe that the Lord is really dealing with us concerning the issue of a broken heart. And I know that a broken heart is something that has probably affected all of us. Uh, but how we're delivered is going to determine as to how much we can really trust God. 
God really wants us to trust him with everything that we have. Now, I don't believe that it is God that has given us a broken heart, nor God who has caused us to have a broken heart. Because the Lord would that we would have peace and joy. Now, the scripture bears out in St. John 10 and 10 that the thief comes but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Then Jesus continues to say that I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. But many of us go through circumstances and situations in our life which has caused us to lose hope or it has caused us to become disappointed. And even in the church or within the church, we have had something to happen that caused us to lose hope. Um, We have defined a broken heart uh, as one who has lost hope or become disappointed because they have uh, put all of their heart into a matter. And because we have put our heart into it, uh, we got hurt. Now, what the devil wants to do with that hurt is cause us to distrust God or to discontinue uh, believing that God will do all that he says that he will do. Well, the Bible bears out that God is a man that he cannot lie and that his promises are yea and nay. And I want to ensure that we understand that God will do what he said he would do. Everything that he's promised us, he's going to come through with his end of the promise. It's up to us, however, despite all that we go through, uh, to make sure that we trust in him enough to see us through. As I read through the scriptures, I I listen to what Jesus has to say uh, as he goes around uh, ministering to those that would hear him, those that would really listen to what he had to say. And as he talks to them, oftentimes it looks as though he is evaluating their faith. And for some, they have faith and believe and receive the benefit of having faith. And for others, they seem to disbelieve or not believe or trust in what he has to say, and they don't receive uh, the promise or the benefit of believing in what is said. Romans, the 10th chapter and the 17th verse says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And today we want to make sure that our faith is increased continually by always hearing the word of God. Now, I know sometimes that we can have listened and trusted to the word of God, but Satan comes and tries our faith uh, by causing calamity to enter into our life. Well, that's what Peter talks about when he says that our faith will be tried as fire. 
And I want you to know today that our faith is truly being tried. But nevertheless, God, who is the God of all, the God of heaven, the God of earth, the creator of all things, he still yet reigns supremely on his throne. And as long as he's reigning on his throne, I want you to know that everything is going to be all right. Let's take a look at uh, Psalms 147. And we want to look at verse 3. Just give me a second to get to it. And this is what the psalmist says. He says that he healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. Well, how does he do that? Well, that's what his spirit is for. But it's it's incumbent for us to believe his word in order for his spirit to do the healing. As I've been reminding us that when our heart is broken, what we seem to do is set up a, a barrier or a defense. And that's not a physical thing, but it's something that we do within our minds. We tend not to allow anyone to come in once we've been hurt in such a manner uh, that causes us to lose trust or hope. And that, I think, is what the devil wants to see of us. But what the Lord wants us to do is to open our hearts and our minds and allow him to come in that by his spirit, he can come in and mend us and make us whole and restore the joy that we have received as a result of salvation. Paul says in Philippians 4 and 7, that the peace of God, which passes understanding, will keep our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And I've been holding on to that scripture uh, because that scripture provides me with that peace that I need to make it from day to day. Now, if I look in the book of Matthew, I will find many instances where Jesus uh, expresses his observation of the hope of them that he is talking to. Uh, He goes from talking about how little faith people have in Matthew uh, 6 and 30 and 8 and 26. He talks about uh, the people having little faith. In Matthew 8 and 10, uh, he observes people that have what he calls great faith. But in Matthew 9 and 2, Jesus talks about seeing their faith. Now, faith, we know, is something that is intangible. But when you have faith in a matter, you put forth an asserted effort to make sure what you have believed comes to pass. Likewise, when you don't have faith in something, you don't do anything. Now, if you have faith in the fact that God is able to heal the broken heart, 
then your faith would be to trust in him even the more. Even though we don't feel like it, even when it seems like there's no hope in trusting in him, hope, trust, believe. Paul says in the book of Ephesians, having done all to stand, stand therefore. And I believe that in order to work out our salvation as the Bible uh, teaches us to, that the key to that is having faith in God. And having faith in God includes having faith in his word. But then Jesus goes on, I'm back in Matthew now. I'm looking at Matthew 9 and 29. And Jesus says this about the observation of their faith. It says, according to your faith, be it unto you. Then he says in Matthew 15 and 28, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. So as a result of the faith that he observed, as a result of them hearing him give and minister unto them the word of God, he says, whatever you want, because your faith is as it is, let it be unto you. So today I want you to be encouraged that let your faith be strong in the Lord so that he can do for you what it is that is necessary for him to do for you. Uh, we talked briefly out of the book of St. Luke, uh, the 24th chapter, and it talked about um, how people had felt after Jesus had been crucified. Now, I can only imagine, because I wasn't there, the loss that was felt. Because they had really put their whole heart in him, in that he would be the one that would redeem Israel. They really believed that he was the son of God and that he was sent by God because they believed what he had told them, that he had come from his father. And as they watched him go from judgment hall to judgment hall, and they saw him as he was crucified on the cross, they lost hope when he died. As probably would most of us. So much that so when the two men were on the road to Emmaus, Jesus inserted himself in the conversation. And I think this is also just to, to for our edification to show us how they were really feeling. But once he began to speak to them, as they invited him to stay with them and break bread, they recognized him for who he was. Now it's amazing that how when their 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 hearts were uh, upset, when they were feeling like all hope was gone, they couldn't see him for who he was. But then they saw something familiar in him as he began to speak to them and when he began to 
to to to break bread. It reminded them, I think, of how it was at the Last Supper. And then he goes on and he reveals himself unto Thomas and he shows them the nail prints in his hands and he shows them uh, things that, that would surely cause them to know that he was Jesus, the one that had died on the cross and the one that had promised them that if they believed in him, uh, that they would have the hope of the promise of the Father. So then we also want to look at how did he restore their hope? Well, first of all, their hope was restored unto them because uh, he convinced them uh, to believe in what it was that he had to say. Again, the word of God. And as he convinced them to listen to what it was that he had to say, it began to restore their faith. And they begin to build up their faith. So as Jesus was building up their faith, they began to trust him again. And I want you to look at this for me real quick over there in uh, St. Luke 24 and 21. It says, we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. Then we want to go down to verse 30 and 31, uh, where they became aware of who Jesus was. It says, and it came to pass that he sat at meat with them. He took bread and blessed it and break and gave to them. And their eyes were open, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? See, this is what he did to them to bring back that glimmer of hope. We need to allow the Lord through the scriptures and by the spirit to come in and fix uh, that which has caused us to be disappointed, to cause our hearts to be restored. But in order for us to do that, our hearts need to be softened because if, if we, we, we allow the hurt that we have experienced to go on for a long time unattended, it causes our hearts to become hard. And when we have a hard heart, nobody can speak to us. We don't want to hear from anybody. We don't want any recommendations. We don't want anything that might uh, 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 help us out because we just feel like we, there, there is nothing that anyone can do to make me feel better. But I challenge you to allow the Lord to come in. I challenge you to listen to what the word of God says so that the spirit can come in and meet your every need. Try him. Try him and see when he come in and do for you what he needs to do for you. So Jesus, he goes through 
and he begins to talk to them and he continues to talk and he again he introduces himself to Thomas and he goes through the ordeal which most of us are aware of but then I want to take you to verse 50 This is after Jesus had told them to tarry in Jerusalem and wait to be endued with the power from on high. It says, and he led them out as far as to Bethany and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven and they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. So what we see here is those that had lost hope because they had saw the man crucified. They saw him when he was taken down off the cross. They saw him when they prepared for him a grave to be buried in. They saw as the women prepared him to be buried. And they saw when they put him in the tomb and rolled the stone in front of the tomb. And that devastated them. That caused them to believe that maybe he wasn't the one that would redeem. Maybe everything that he had said was for naught. But when he came back, as he promised he would, because he said that after three days, after the temple was destroyed, it would be built back up. So he came back. And what that did for them was to restore unto them the hope that they once had that everything would be all right. Now, what, what we receive and I think sometimes we don't give uh, much attention to how the Lord blesses us. But he blesses us from time to time to let us know that he's still here. He blesses us from time to time to give us peace in the midst of some very difficult challenges. And that peace that he provides to us is to reassure us that even though we may have been disappointed in one thing, to still have hope in the promise that he has made you. So if you've been challenged with a broken heart, if things just seem not to go your way and you put everything you had into it, I want to encourage you, just open your heart and let him come in. Father, as we come to you in the name of Jesus, we come trusting in your word on tonight. And although sometimes it looks like the way is dark and dreary, and it looks like there is no hope, that everything has turned against me, that my world is turned upside down, Lord, let me not be overtaken by those thoughts. But Lord, encourage me Lift up my head. Assure me that you are yet with me. 
Restore unto me the joy of salvation. And Lord, strengthen me with might by your spirit in my inner man as I continue to trust in you. For I know that if you're with me, everything is going to be all right. And as you're with the saints, Father, let them know that everything is going to be all right. I thank you for providing us with a way to be able to communicate one with another and to be able to fellowship even in our absence from the sanctuary. For Lord, you're a great God. I pray that even as this reaches out to the saints and to anyone that would hear it, Lord, that you would begin to move by your spirit and begin to make the crooked way straight. Begin to make those that feel as though that they've been left behind as a part of the body. And Father, as you do this, we'll give you all of the glory and all of the honor and all of the praise. And we shall worship you in Jesus name. I want to thank everybody who's taken the time to listen tonight. And I pray that even as you listen, as you hear the voice of the Lord speak unto you, harden not your heart as in the day of provocation in the wilderness, but allow the Lord to come in. Be blessed and may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus.